Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, November 7, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, there's some stuff that we're going to go over again that we went over yesterday in terms of the trend lines, the position on the chart, what to expect from the S&P over the next several days. They're at a really important area on the chart. The prevailing wisdom seems to be they've gone, quote, unquote, too far, too fast, and therefore have to pull back. We're going to take both sides of that discussion or argument. We're the umpire calling balls and strikes. First, where are they? Well, they're right at the breakdown box area. We keep talking about this. Not easy for the market to blow right on through. However, the longer she stays up here and the longer she eats time off the clock within the upper end of this breakdown box, the more likely she is to go higher. Well, let's take a look at exactly what's higher. You have a pivot high here. This is the high print from this breakdown box area, if you will. The high is 438.14. At the time, they came up short of a gap. The gap is 438.64. So we know that right above this high here is a gap that was not filled could have been filled. The choice at the time was not to fill it. The market collapsed, left it undone. She came all the way back. Is she going to come all the way back and again leave that gap unfilled? Probably not. So we know that 438.64 is an area that should be completed. That's number one. You have a 100 period moving average slightly above, just below 440. What's 440? It's a big fat round number. And you can see how the market has this stuff up north that will draw price in as they get closer. The big fat round numbers draw price in. Sounds like hocus pocus. If you've been around a while, you've seen it over and over and over again. And then of course, above 440, depending on when they might reach this downsloping trend line, connecting the pivot high from July of last year and the pivot high from September of last year, that trend line comes in right around 442, 443 in that neck of the woods, depending on when price gets there as the trend line is sloping down. Will there be overhead resistance between the gap that's unfilled the 100 period moving average, which is the last moving average in line of defense, plus if above this downsloping trend line? And the answer is yes. It's also a magnetic area, so pulling price in is normal garden variety market behavior. Might want to put that on a sticky note. Then we have one more thing. This is the original head and shoulders formation. You could see where the market still over at least the last couple of days has been respecting that trend line. So it's not really a valid trend line any longer. However, it's interesting to note nonetheless. So what we can say is above this trend line keeps the door open for the higher stuff that we just discussed. 
below this trend line does what? Opens the door for the next trend line down below. And then there's a gap down here left open from last Thursday, November 2. We have to be the umpire calling balls and strikes. If the market is in X position, then A, B, and C are on the table. If the market gets out of X position and into Y position, then E, F, and G are on the table. That's the way you analyze the markets one day at a time, one candlestick at a time, one area at a time, one set of important places at a time. The weekly chart. Could we say this is triangle-ish? Could we say when price gets to the apex of this triangle right there, that time would be up and what would happen? Price either has to break to the upside if it hasn't done so already, or price would have to break to the downside if it hasn't done so already. Just another guideline using the weekly chart we use as many charts as we can find. We want to get the big picture. We want the intermediate picture. We want the small picture. We want to stitch them all together to get the current picture. How about the monthly chart? Be the umpire calling balls and strikes. Imagine these lines aren't there. What did she do? Two things. A, put in a lower high, came down to test the 20-period moving average, the last moving average in the line of defense for the bull case for totally above all the moving averages. And now we can consider it was a pullback to retest the 20. The trend is your friend. And on the monthly chart, even though we have a lower high, technically speaking, the trend is up. Just getting the intraday picture from an hourly chart perspective. And you can see here, Basically, the market was eating time off the clock, pushed a little bit higher, went a little bit sideways to pull backish, and didn't really get very far today. Just like yesterday, another rather quiet day. The volume was low. The participation was low. It was quiet out there in market land. Let's check out the commentary from Inside the Numbers. It was turnaround Tuesday. The overnight crew conducted a slight pullback operation while overall position of Mrs. Market remains bullish until it's not. And what happened early this morning is after testing our pivot for 34.25, keep in mind this information is on the board at zero dark 30. She actually tested the pivot, went a little bit below, bounced off of it by the opening bell. She was right back to the flat line. That was the morning trade that didn't happen. But wait, there's more. We always have a backup situation. We'll get to that in a few moments. So above the flat line right here, the market is the bull case for another push higher. All right, let's see what we have What's the deal at 9.15 a.m., 15 minutes before the bell rings? We'll cut to the chase. The target above the flatliner yesterday's close was 4.36.35. It was also some unfinished business. They did that. We'll take a look at the chart in a moment. Here's where the rubber met the road, and then we'll go to the picture portion of the presentation. As long as they stay above... Yesterday's close, 436.35, is a target. 
above and the door opens for 437.35, we did have some traders in the live room riding it up there this morning and then had an opportunity to flip the script. If they get there sooner than later, it's a short opportunity for 37.35. Right of the vertical is today's activity. The horizontal blue trend line running across the screen is 437.35, which was your overhead resistance and an opportunity for the pullback operation providing the scalp with potential. You could also see just how important it was as every time they sold off from it, they came back to it, which means it's magnetic, which means it's likely not the destination, meaning final destination on this run, just a way station, notwithstanding a gap down tomorrow morning or anything like that. However, you could see where today, and today was today's number, it was overhead resistance provided the opportunity some traders wrote it up some traders shorted it some traders got them both we've got something for everybody it's all in here pause the video read the notes go back to the chart and double check the work we don't need to belabor the notes everything that we just discussed is in the notes each and every day it's the same not the same numbers the same consistency and concept take a look at stocks on the move we had five opportunities on the board only two hit their entry objectives or were around their entry objectives uber prgo and expd did not they're off the board they're considered no trades we're going to take a look at the good the bad and the ugly emerson electric was 84.23 the stock opened below the number technically taking it off the board when you adhere to the process you could see the numbers work they opened below they popped back above they hovered they creeped technically it was a no trade just wanted to show the chart the numbers worked as opposed to air products apd getting a buzz cut at the open the numbers today did not work that does happen it is rather rare but it does happen this was the third number it opened below the first two so we don't even need to know where they are once a stock opens below a number it's off the board we look to the next number it opened below it went lower this one was a stop out it was what we call a shit burger it happens however there's always a however but wait there's more Traders in the live room in real time had an opportunity to buy down at 255, 254. Where's the next place, they said. I looked at the charts, 255, 254. Some traders took it, got the bounce. But the original trade from Stocks on the Move was a stop out at around 269. As they say in the trading parlance, is part of the business. Nobody likes it. It's part of the business. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Down about a third of a percent today. Relative weakness against the SPY. They're in no man's land. What does that mean? Well, in this space here, they haven't filled the gap yet. There's another gap down here, but let's focus on this one here. Just under 170. Can they fill the gap? Absolutely. Will they fill the gap? We don't know whether they'll do it tomorrow, the next day, whether they go up from here. We just know there's a gap. We know that the gaps can be magnetic, doesn't have to be the bottom on that day, but the gaps 
are magnetic. They do get filled most of the time. And it's what we call looming. Still a bounce and a downtrend any way you look at the IWM. Reversal week, it's not out of the ordinary for there to be some quote-unquote eating time off the clock, consolidation after the big reversal up week. Normal garden variety market behavior. We're not going to make a federal case out of the IWM being down 60 cents. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Another relative weakness situation. And keep in mind, I'm not minimizing this. My two favorite market leading indicators have relative weakness against the S&P. But they're not really going in the other direction. They're just not going up. They've stalled out. Maybe they need to eat some time off the clock. Until something materially changes on the chart, we're going with relative weakness but not anything that causes us to take action on just yet. Still a bounce in a downtrend any way you look at it. Nobody's talking about new highs just yet. We had a nice bounce last week. It was an out-of-the-ordinary type of all-week-long sucker, if you will. And I don't mean sucker in a bad way. I just mean sucker in terms of an all-week-long rally. That doesn't happen that often. What we'll do here, for example, is use this low here. There's a gap here. They can fill the gap and continue higher. But if they fill the gap and continue lower and get below 14,221 or the low of this candle, then it opens the door into this space or no man's land, and that changes the complexion of the tape. What about the Q people? Challenging this pivot high here, the next place above this pivot high is 376, give or take a few pennies on either side. Write that down, put it on a sticky note. She's above all the moving averages. The trend is your friend. You take the market at face value. The financials, not much going on, down a few cents today, but they went up a whole lot and it's normal garden variety market behavior to have to rest for a while. That's what's going on in these markets across the board over the last couple of days. They go up for five days, they're taking a breather. A breather is a technical term. Write that down, put it on a sticky note. If the breather turns into something else, like an unraveling situation, it is what it is, but it's not happening today. Again, you take the market at face value. Smash Mouth, above all the moving averages, trend is your friend. She's got some unfinished business just a little higher, left it alone today. The longer they leave the unfinished business alone, the more Mrs. Market is likely telling you that's not really the final destination, just a way station. 151.80 is that place. Just a little quick intermission in terms of the lazy swing trader. I showed last week the other day about all the stocks that were profitable, all the stocks that were clicking off profits, even while the market was still declining. And then when the market bounced, a lot of them just clicked off one after the other. But what I didn't show was the bucket full of trades that existed right around the lows, right around the 27th of last month, the day before, the day before that. What was happening is the system was picking up important prices We had relative strength in a lot of stocks compared to the major indices, and that's time-tested. This is what we're talking about. You can see these are 
a list of the exits that happened recently. You can see there's a lot of base hits in here, a few doubles, a triple or so. And a lot of these have existing trades open with additional targets. These are exits one, and you can see here, exits one and two, 17, almost 18% gain, RTX. You can see the way this works. Lazy Swing Trader, automated algorithm alert system, text and email alerts, entries, exits, watch list in the morning. You can track what happens before it happens, an existing trade list or open positions, and a closed list. It's everything you're looking for in a complete swing trading system, automated, algorithm-based, my work. Years in the making, time-tested through the recent decline. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.